The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 122, where today we're going to be uh, uncovering some real-life stories uh, about OCD. Uh, But before that, if you do happen to be struggling with OCD and anxiety, you can get a free session from me to get that. All you need to do is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the free session. So in today's podcast, I interview two guys. Um, They're both Italian and uh, they're friends and they both struggle with OCD. During this interview, they share about um, the difficulties they've experienced with OCD over the years and they share some of the things that have really helped them to, to make progress. Uh, one of them I've been, I've been working with and um, more recently, uh, these guys have set up a, a podcast called The OCD Geeks, which you can check out on YouTube or Spotify and they also have a website uh, which is www.ocdgeeks.me. I think you'll find it's a really interesting conversation. They're they're both lovely guys and they have a lot to share about um, their experiences and and OCD. As always, if you have any questions, uh, please don't hesitate to let me know. And I really hope that you enjoy. Many thanks. Okay, hi guys. Welcome to the podcast, Um, Chris and Jack. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Glad to be here. So um, to, to start off uh, with, obviously, um, I know you, uh, Chris, because uh, we, we've been working together for, for a, quite a while now. Uh, Gianni, this is the first time I've met you, but um, what's, what's the background um, with OCD and anxiety for, for both of you? Yes, um, about me, I was diagnosed with OCD about uh, five years ago. So uh, it's been, uh, it has been a really challenging uh, time of my life. So I wouldn't go into much details, but, you know, I had to meet a few several doctors as well as therapists. But, you know, nothing really worked for me uh, until about maybe seven or eight months ago where I start to see, to really see uh, an improvement of my mental health uh, condition. And um, also, um, you know, I, I really believe that uh, ACT had a major role in, um, you know, in helping me feeling uh, better. So, you know, I, I felt like for uh, many years, my life kind of stopped as I used to live. So everything was around the disorder. So this idea of creating my own podcast together with Jack 
was kind of a way to look into something that we are passionate about, uh, just to, you know, to focus on our values. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this has been a really big part of you learning to change that focus a little bit away from being solely focused on the OCD, you know, to, to having many other things that you value to, to spend your time focused on. Because we know when, when we have that, it can help us to get through those really difficult times that OCD so often produces. So, yeah, I think that's uh, it's clearly uh, really beneficial and clearly helping. How about for, for you, Jack? Yeah, uh, um, it all started for me with uh, anxiety and, and panic attacks since when I was a, a young teenager. So basically in high school and uh, first years of university, it all started. I start. Um, I studied the the foreign languages in a city near here, and uh, when I was at lessons, I I I began to feel, you know, paralyzed and um, not uh, uh, really um, focused on what I was listening to, and uh, also I think due to many um, delicate situations in my life at that moment, it it all um, was concentrated. Um, I was too much concentrated um, on my mind and I, I started suffering um, from bad anxiety. Um, I think I also visited several doctors throughout the years and uh, I found uh, always um, uh, much relief uh, in, um, of course, uh, when I was uh, um, concentrating, when I could concentrate on my passions and you know on, on on playing guitar and on my studies which I really loved I focused always on literatures for me writing books was always a big part of my life something so important and uh, I think that uh, it's something changed in my mental health when I started suffering from from OCD I was diagnosed with uh, somatic uh, OCD uh, quite recently a couple of years ago um, um, it all developed when I was, uh, you know, um, one of my big passion is walking, uh, take big walks in the countryside. And uh, I was taking a, um, a few steps on the road, uh, which is called Francigena. Um, I, was, I, I was in England, actually. I was uh, uh, walking from Canterbury to, um, to Dover on the coast. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And yes, yes, I was in a really sensitive and delicate moment of my life. I had a lot of issues and I and I, I thought that I could get away with, with those just by leaving Italy and my and my life behind. But it was not like that. So that day when I was walking in the country, some um, uh, all just came out of myself because while I was walking, um, I felt uh, um, uh, really great anxiety and all my concentration was not um, focused on, you know, on what I was doing anymore, but uh, I was concentrated just on my physical sensation. So uh, all of a sudden I started noticing my heartbeat. I started noticing my, my breathing pattern and yeah. I, I felt like completely overwhelmed in that day. Yeah. Um, I think that um, from that moment on, all changed for me because it changed my per perception of reality and of myself. And, uh, you know, of course, I wanted to share my experience with, uh, with a, a, pr a professional and therapist. And 
that's what that's where it all uh, you know started and how it developed uh, further on. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, having stroked <laughs> myself a lot with sensory motor somatic OCD, I know how frustrating and and awkward and horrible it can feel because, like you say, it's kind of because it's related to your normal kind of body sensations it can kind of take over and, and feel like it's the center of everything so yeah it can be very very difficult to, to deal with you guys uh, together have, have started something called uh, ocd geeks which is your own podcast could you tell us a little bit about that please and why you decided to to start it uh, yes so uh, basically i i've been listening to podcasts for a very long time i think i started around 2007 or something uh, like that so it's always been my desire to start my own uh, podcast but uh, i didn't imagine it was possible until uh, you know working with uh, you robert and starting our coaching uh, sessions so uh, from that, I had the confidence to really take action. You know, that is something uh, related to the act, to the acceptance and commitment therapy. So, um, you know, almost by coincidence, uh, I discovered that one of my closest friends, uh, Jack, has OCD as well. So we just decided to start something meaningful from our experiences. Fantastic. Yeah, really, yeah, it's really great. Yeah, uh, as for me, podcasting word has been something new to me because I never approached this word before. And uh, yeah, it was thanks to Chris that we had this uh, idea together uh, to start this uh, our uh, podcast. Um, starting from what uh, we share together, so our passions and our, uh, you know, our main hobbies, um, we decided to share, of course, our um, uh, mental health condition. But on, on, not only that, we we wanted to um, to show people that we we were passionate about ma many things concerning arts, so music, movies, books, and to to talk about many things. So that's where this uh, this uh, this idea began. Yeah, I think it's really great that you guys have, have done this. Um, and like you say, it's not just uh, a podcast about OCD. It's a podcast about things that you enjoy and, you know, stuff that interests you. And so people can find something there for them that they're probably interested in as well. Um, we uh, we kind of jumped straight in and started to talk about the podcast, um, but we haven't I haven't really given you an opportunity to kind of explain uh, you know where you guys are from and your because you come from a, a really uh, beautiful and uh, interesting part of the world. Could you tell us about about where you're from? Yes, uh, both me and uh, Jack are living in uh, Tuscany in uh, Italy. But, you know, uh, we both are really passionate about languages. So uh, we have English in common, but for example, I have a big passion for uh, Japanese. As for Jack, he's fluent in Russian. So, you know, instead of just doing the podcast in uh, Italian and having uh, a smaller audience, we just wanted to use English in order to reach a wider uh, audience uh, worldwide. So, uh, you know, from that, we decided to start uh, our podcast, uh, OCD Geeks. 
And uh, I'm, you know, um, even now we are just starting uh, season uh, two. So uh, our audience is still quite uh, small, but at the same time, I'm really glad that we have listeners from all around the globe, especially from Europe and the US. Fantastic. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully this episode will help you to, to get some more listeners as well. And um, definitely, I definitely recommend checking uh, the OCD Geeks out. I think uh, you guys are doing a, a good and interesting job here. So, um, OK, so let's uh, let's kind of move this along. Um, because I think, uh, you know, Chris, like, um, well, you, you can you can tell me, but um, I feel like you seem a lot uh, in, in a place where you're able to to manage your your OCD fairly, fairly well these days. Um, now, but obviously there's been some some challenges along the way. What would you what would you say has been? One of the hardest things for you are dealing with uh, OCD. Yeah, so basically, as Jack said, uh, his theme of OCD is related to sensory motor, while for me it is more related to contamination OCD. Mm. So I was struggling about that uh, even before the pandemic. So it's uh, easy to understand that, uh, you know, this global pandemic had a major influence on my recovery because mm. it made everything uh, harder. But, uh, you know, right now with the vaccines and things are slowly getting back to normal, I can see even for myself uh, an improvement. But, you know, the fact of lockdown and this you know, uh, if I, you know, did I wash my hand properly or something like that, these uh, standard things related to contamination OCD are getting a lot worse with this uh, global situation. Mm. Yeah. So you've had quite a lot of ups and downs and uh, different different challenges that have presented yeah. themselves, no? Yeah, because, you know, uh, I've come to realize that it's not that, you know, one day you wake up and the OCD is gone forever. You know, um, you know, OCD is pretty much there. But what really matters is that, uh, you know, to put OCD on the background and just keep doing your daily task and what you want to do. And of course, if sometimes anxiety is a little bit higher, that's completely normal. But the important things is just to remember that we are not our disorder and we are so much more than that. So we just keep going with our lives. There we go. As you know, I absolutely love that philosophy. Um, and I completely agree with Chris, of course, yeah. about it, because it's it's one of the most important thing to remember in every struggle moment. Yeah, that we are that we are not OCD. It's it's so easy to to get into that mindset, you know, particularly if you, you know, maybe we have podcasts about OCD or we listen to podcasts about OCD and we think of ourselves like I'm an OCD person. It's like, well. Yes. Okay. We're we're people that struggle with obsessions. Sometimes we perform compulsions, but it doesn't mean that we have to be defined by OCD. Mm. Um, trying to hold on to it lightly is a lot healthier, I think. Yes, and one of the most important things that we can go that we can do today is sharing experiences 
something that was not not so so possible or at least not so easy like you know in the past for example mm. so if if there's a mean that that we have today from these digital connections that we can share experiences and we should take advantage of it because uh, you know, you could live in just a small town like ours or, you know, in, in some villages, there are many little parts around the world, but still you can get a way to be connected with uh, with uh, many other people that may suffer from, from the same uh, stuff as yours. So uh, it makes uh, it makes you feel you're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, Jack, um, obviously, you've had your your struggles. Um, you know, when you had that time where you had this difficult experience um, when you first started to to really struggle with um, somatic OCD. What's been your your journey um, up until this point? Do you feel like you you've made some progress with it? Uh, well, um, as far as as I can tell, yes. I I think I I made some big steps ahead. And uh, uh, of course, from one side, I uh, became conscious of my of my disorder, of, of my um, uh, of my new perception of myself. So I right now um, I don't decide like before to push it away, you know, to see myself as something completely um, different uh, <laughs> from my previous self. But I englobed in myself this new perception. Um, and since when I, when it all changed, when, when I started to feel myself as a whole again, um, I started to feel better. So I try to go on and, and accomplish uh, my daily tasks. For example, my big uh, my main problem as with somatic OCD was uh, in 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 my daily life. For example, especially when I went playing tennis. I've been playing tennis since when I was f- 15 years old. And uh, or just uh, have a run outside. Um, at the beginning, it was very hard to face the disorder in those conditions because, of course, when your body gets in stress, uh, you get more conscious of your own autom- automatic processes like your heartbeat or or your your um, uh, breathing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, at, at, in the first place, I decided to avoid going running to avoid playing tennis, avoid the stressful sensation. Right yeah. now, I, I took steps ahead because nevertheless, uh, it doesn't matter what I feel. I decide to take, to, to do sports, to go outside and and go running with, uh, with my headphones on, trying to get distracted, listening to music, trying to even partly focusing on my body, on, my, on this different sensation that I don't want to push away anymore. So it, it's something that goes along, uh, distraction and, uh, of course, um, concentrating on this new perception again. And it makes me feel as a whole again. Yeah, it's a very interesting approach. It's almost like you're combining kind of exposure work with acceptance commitment therapy. You know, you're, you're choosing to, to get on and, and be, uh, be in your life and do the things that you value, like these sports, for example. Um, you know, because that's what you enjoy. That's what makes you feel happy. That's what makes you feel positive. Um, but, you know, you're also putting yourself in that situation and choosing to focus in on those difficult sensations that, that come up, you know, which is... At, at, at the beginning, it was incredibly hard. It was incredibly hard because I didn't want to do anything anymore. 
but right now it's not it's not like this i i decided to to uh, accept this new this new perception of myself and go on with my daily life and you know it started to feel better and uh, i don't know if it was the same for you robert if you had something uh, similar uh, to what i will, i'm telling you but at least for me it's 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 like this and um and i'm satisfied with myself when i i can feel i can do anything like i did before and mm. uh, no matter which the struggle is yeah that's um that's really powerful i i think yeah i think for me what i what i like to do and what i like to do with my clients is to do some kind of exposure work because i think it's important to to recognize that the thing that we're so focused on is not dangerous it's not bad it's uh, it's just fear you know that's that's all it is and by doing exposure work you can learn how to tolerate that fear to get used to that uncomfortable feeling and learn to bring more acceptance to it however i think you're also correct in in kind of saying that sometimes it's just about being more in the moment and uh you know like distracting I mean, I don't really like that word so much because it's kind of like distraction is quite forceful in nature. Um, I find it to be like it's almost like avoiding. And actually what we want to do, I think, is to to really focus in on the activities that we enjoy and really get into the moment with that activity. I guess it's very similar <laughs> to distracting. <laughs> It's 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 kind of like just trying to be more mindful about it, I guess, um, you know, and to be in the I present. I think it's completely right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, OK. And uh, and and Chris, you um, you uh, you have quite an interesting story with, you know, the the the, the different methods and things that you've you've uh, tried. What? What are some of the things that you you have found helpful for you and some of the things that haven't been so so helpful? Yeah, you know, uh, as for me, uh, of course, I've tried different kind of medications, but even with that, you really need to be to work with um, a professional in order to find, uh, of course, the right one for you and also the right uh, dose. So it's so complicated to get it right uh, at first. But even beside that, you, you don't really want to focus on medications only. So as you were saying before, the mindful and meditation part is also very crucial. So uh, even like having a five to 10 minutes meditation every day, like in the mornings, can be so helpful. And, um, you know, even something that I discovered quite uh, recent, and I know you are a big fan of that, and I'm talking about the Wim Hof method. So, you know, even for myself, uh, I didn't do the breathing part as much, but I started to have my daily shower uh, cold. So at first it was something very, you know, uncomfortable to do that. But, you know, after just a few days, even for one to two minutes, uh, I really felt uh, benefits, not only for my body, but also for my anxiety. Because after a cold shower, I felt that my anxiety, even if it was very high before, 
you know, usually lower quite uh, significantly. So even for that, uh, it's quite, uh, you know, um, it's quite uh, a good advice that I received from uh, you. Fantastic. I'm really happy to hear that. I mean, I know that, um, you know, just having a cold shower is is so good because it's uh, it's a short, easy thing that most people can do. Um, and, you know, you there's a, 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 a kind of biochemistry reason for why you you feel better. And that is because there's a release of norepinephrine, a huge release of norepinephrine into the body and and norepinephrine is um it reduces inflammation um it also is associated with feelings of of well-being and and positivity and so um also if we can reduce inflammation in the body that allows the particularly in the brain that allows the the free flow of neurotransmitters um like serotonin uh which obviously is very important for for mental health and you know, there's there's all sorts of other um, physiological reasons as well. You know, for going into the cold, it, it gives the body a whole workout. It gives the cardiovascular system a workout to keep you warm. Um, it's uh, it's also very good for the immune system. So it's a pretty it's a pretty neat package. You know, from going into the cold, you can get all of these benefits, and and you come out two minutes, a two minute shower, or even to be honest like a 30 second cold shower at the end of your normal hot shower. It's enough to give you that that real sense of well-being when you come out. So definitely a, a worthwhile thing yeah. to explore if you're if you're willing to give it a go. Unfortunately, yeah. many people aren't. <laughs> and of course, uh, there is a huge uh, positive side that uh, with the cold shower, you don't experience any side effects. And, uh, you know, most likely if you tried medication before, you are aware that uh, potentially they might have quite nasty side effects as well. So, you know, it's something to keep in mind. Absolutely. Yeah, you're 100% right there. The only side effect you're going to get from a cold shower is effectively, you know, like just feeling a little bit cold afterwards. But, you know, you can warm up very quickly and then you're fine. Um, and one other thing to mention, we haven't kind of uh, talked about with the cold shower or even like an ice bath if you're feeling really adventurous is, uh, <laughs> that, that, you know, when you when you go into the cold, obviously nobody really wants to have a cold shower. It's kind of like, why would I want to do that? Like a warm shower is like lovely. But, um, you know, going into that cold shower and getting your mindset in in the right place where you think to yourself okay this is going to be difficult it's going to be cold but i'm going to do it and i'm going to try my best to remain calm and to feel that cold and try to bring some acceptance to this experience and when you do that lo and behold you're learning your body is learning what we actually mean by acceptance and that's incredibly powerful i think because that you can actually then apply that to to other difficult mental states that perhaps, you know, OCD uh, produces on a fairly regular basis. You know, I really, I don't know about you guys, but when I was really struggling, I would read about acceptance a lot. I would always come across it in, in books. And, um, you know, I, and I knew that it was at the, the core of learning to, to get over OCD, but, I just found it really hard to do on, on some occasions. 
Um, and I think going into a cold shower on a regular basis has helped with that. It's helped to deepen my understanding of what acceptance is and therefore to be able to um, apply it more effectively, I think, in, in different situations when OCD is, is becoming more, more challenging. What do you think, Jackie? Uh, have, I, have I tempted you to start trying cold showers? <laughs> well, I actually gave it a try, but oh, yeah. <laughs> as now the most I can resist uh, under cold shower is 20 seconds. <laughs> but oh, I, I, I... Yeah? Yeah, 20 seconds, but I, I, I'll try to get better and get used to it more little by little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a good starting place. 20 seconds is but, enough to start. Yes, I felt uh, afterwards, I felt kind of uh, reset, you know? when I mm. felt anxiety after yeah. a cold shower, I felt a reset in my, in my nervous system, in my, you know, simply I felt completely uh, void uh, from my thoughts and that was good. That was uh, incredibly good. So yeah. I think yeah. that just is, is the approach that you, uh, you might change when you change your approach to, to your showers, uh, you can get a completely new perspective. <laughs> On, on how it will feel afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is this is really interesting. And so, so you guys um, in in Tuscany, in Italy, um, how are the? Uh, is is there like um, a big kind of uh, focus on OCD? Is there many professionals working within the field of OCD? Is it easy to to get the support? That, that you need for 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 this difficult uh, disorder. Um, you know, uh, I think you can easily find a professional who knows about OCD nowadays. A lot more compared to even let's say five to ten years ago. But you know, the problem is that you really need to find the right one for you. So, you know, they might be knowledgeable about what are the symptoms and the compulsions. But, you know, what I found uh, in my experience is that most of them, uh, they don't really know what it's like to have OCD in the everyday life. Maybe they study in the textbooks, but it's not really the same. So even uh, working with you, Robert, uh, helped me a lot with that because, you know, I was able to, you know, exchange ideas and to working uh, with someone who had OCD himself. So, you know, for me, that was a huge step in my recovery process. Fantastic. How about for you, Jack? Are you found yeah. some helpful people locally? Um, yes, yes. I've been talking to many helpful people, but um, as, as far as I can tell, as my experience, uh, it's very difficult. It was very difficult to found to find a therapist or a doctor which was specialized in somatic uh, OCD disorder. Mm. Um, I found a doctor that treated uh, this somatic aspect has a you know um, a derivation from my anxiety, panic attacks. Mm. And uh, but it was not quite the same because even the um, the the choosing of the the right therapy um, is not so uh, straightforward. I mean, the therapist uh, should be uh, really um, focused on that kind of disorder to to yeah. give you the best advices. And it was not easy at all because 
as you, you know, again, I, I can tell from my experience, somatic OCD here where I live, it's not something so, uh, you know, so common. It's not so easy to find a therapist specialized in this kind of OCD. And I, I think that uh, there are many people uh, who may suffer for, from the same disorder um, because I know um, a couple of, of, of friends who, who, who got, you know, who experienced um, the same symptoms. And uh, at least I can I can open to them, and we can share our um, impressions and on our mental state, and we can of course also um, help each other out. Absolutely. And so, um, have you been doing uh, ERP um, with with some of these uh, somatic um, obsessions that you have? Oh well. Uh, yes, um, <laughs> I tried it and uh, it, it partly helped. Um, I think I tried many, um, many ways and, uh, you know, um, most of them helped me, helped me uh, a lot. You know, I took a step ahead with many of, of the healing uh, procedures. Um, I don't know about you, Chris, but uh, if you feel the same, uh, you know, um, as for me, I, I really believe that ERP is uh, helpful, but you know, you really need to work with a professional who understands ERP well. So, for example, in the past, I had the experience of, uh, you know, a professional who told me, you know, just go to the gym and, you know, and something like that. But you know, as for me, with my contamination OCD, going to the gym was way too high compared to my possibilities. So I felt, uh, you know, every every time I went back home, a peak of anxiety. So you know, just doing ERP according to your um, according to your possibilities. But of course, it's not up to you to decide that. Uh, that's why it's important to work with a professional. So even something that might sound like a very small step, like, for example, I don't know, like uh, touching the doorknob or, uh, you know, buying a magazine at the local newspaper. It's something, uh, um, it's something that uh, might be really beneficial to you. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think, um, and something I think that we, we talk about uh, quite a lot, Chris, is is how like the two need to kind of work together, doing some kind of exposure work, like you just pointed out there. But I so, think um, exposure work has to be supported by, in, in my opinion, it, it needs to be supported by uh, ACT. The two mm. do work together. If you can do um, acceptance commitment therapy alongside doing exposure work, I think they really support each other. I think ERP on its own is, is amazing and it you know it has all this incredible research to back it up um and it it really really does work however i think if you don't learn kind of skills about acceptance and mindfulness being more in the present moment focusing in on your values it's very easy to to fall back into old habits even if you manage to you know to deal with one particular obsession i think what act does and why it was so helpful for me in the long run is it enabled me to to get more into my life again and to focus in on what really matters to me 
Um, and to get into that habit, that mindset of this is the stuff I'm going to do. And if OCD comes up today, it's not going to get in my way. It's not going to stop me from, from doing that stuff that is important to me. Um, and so the combination of those two things, ACT and ERP, I think are, you know, they, they really are, uh, you know, a kind of knockout one-two punch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even something that um, I was thinking about is this struggle that uh, many people with OCD uh, have with uh, perfectionism. So it is something that I'm struggling uh, myself. So, like, um, you know, I want to do some kind of activities, like daily activities, and I want to do 100% right. But, you know, the opposite is that even if you accomplish something like 70 or 80%, mm. you feel like uh, you, you failed. And maybe, you know, the next day you don't do anything because yeah. you were not able to accomplish everything the day before. And it's something that I really struggling even myself. But, you know, I would like to advise other people who might uh, relate to this struggle that even if you are doing, uh, you know, mm, 60%, you're doing really great and uh, it's not a reason to stop, but, uh, you know, you just uh, congratulate to yourself for the great work that you accomplished during the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. That's a really, really important point. You know, it's, it's self-compassion. Yeah. Uh, and as we know, perfectionism comes from a lack of self-compassion and it's, so easy to beat ourselves up in that kind of situation you've done really well you've done 60 percent of your stuff you know that's 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 amazing and yeah we need to uh you know we need to be kind to ourselves we need to recognize you know whatever successes that we've that we've uh, made I, I think, um, you know, it was during uh, our last uh, session that we were talking about the fact that we are talking most of the time to ourselves in a really bad way and uh, we will never talk like that to a dear friend. So we should talk to ourselves, you know, the same way we are talking to our family and friends because most of the time we are quite, uh, you know, severe and rigid to ourselves. Absolutely, yeah. And, right. and I remember also one of the first time that I had a therapy session with my psychologist. It was one of the first real thing that I needed to correct about myself. Uh, she thought me uh, to be more se uh, self-compassionate. It's something that nowadays in society, we are not taught to do it uh, so often. So it's just a, a habit that we have to regain little by little and uh, by our daily actions also uh, of course of course toward the others and we we, we didn't have to forget about ourselves yeah that you're spot on spot on okay guys if um if you could give one piece of um advice to people who are really struggling with ocd and anxiety what would that one piece of advice be uh, you know, uh, about me, I would say, you know, don't hesitate uh, and have contact with Robert in order to start working with you. <laughs> so that... <laughs> I, I yeah, you know, uh, no, no, um, 
<laughs> of course, but uh, you know, uh, jokes apart, uh, I really feel that uh, as for me, working with uh, several you know professionals who have no idea about what it's like having uh, OCD, I really didn't feel uh, any benefits at all. And sometimes I even got worse because you know they were giving me tasks that uh, you know just uh, uh, raise up my anxiety and OCD. So, you know, just having a connection with, with someone who can guide you with, uh, you know, in your recovery process might be very helpful. Yep, that's great. Thank well, you. yes, as for me, the best advice, well, that's a difficult question. Uh, my, my first advice, I think it would be, guys, do not get stuck inside your own head because sometimes it can be so easy and you can, you know, you you get stuck over there and you without you even realizing it so uh, open yourself up to others reach out uh, to others just uh, try to acknowledge when you're too much inside of yourself because that doesn't make you any good uh, sometimes fantastic uh, some great advice as well uh, I, I completely agree okay one last question please i know both of you are avid uh, readers um, if you could recommend uh, a book each for for people who who are struggling with anxiety, OCD, um, you know, a top book that you've read that you think might be helpful. Yeah, you know, uh, as for me, uh, again, uh, talking about uh, acceptance and commitment therapy, I would recommend The Happiness Trap because you know it's not uh, you know a theoretical book about many theories. Uh, it is uh, full of practical advice uh, that you can implement in your daily life from uh, day one. So I and it's written in a very you know direct and simple way, but the message that uh, delivers it's so profound. So I will totally recommend that one. Great. Yeah, I know that book and I can support what Chris says because it's a very useful book. Uh, you know, I'm I'm keen on literature, so my pick would be a literature book which helped me greatly. And it's quite a recent book. It's by John Green. It's a famous American author. And the book is called uh, Turtles All the Way Down. And it's focusing on uh, um, OCD. And, uh, of course, the author has the same OCD, and he he tries to share his experience by giving voice to his characters. And it's a book which greatly helped me to realize uh, on my disorder and, and how, because he also gives practical advice in the narration throughout the, the whole book. And it's really, I felt really big relief while reading it. Fantastic. And if people want to uh, to find out about your, your podcast and things, where can they find it? Uh, so uh, they can find uh, OCD Geeks on uh, YouTube as well as major podcast apps such as Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. And if they want to reach us directly, they can simply go on Instagram and Twitter at Chris underscore OCD Geeks as well as Jack underscore OCD Geeks. We also have a website www.ocdgeeks.me. Fantastic. Well, yeah, I think that Chris said it all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. So um, thank you guys for, for your time. It's been uh, great speaking to you. And uh, I 
really uh, wish you the best of luck with the podcast and with your own uh, struggles with OCD. It really sounds like you're both making progress, which is, uh, you know, really great to hear. Thank you so much, Robert. Thanks a lot for your kind invitation and for the talk. Many thanks. If you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, you can get a free session with me. It's always free. And all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. There you can leave me a message and we can arrange the free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.